Everybody's healthy. Everybody uh, is physically I was say healthy, wealthy, and wise. But I mean, no, let's not get carried away. Yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I may maybe one of those things if I'm lucky. Yeah. We used to have Johnny Cash and Steve Jobs. Now we have no cash and no jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've done this one before, but it's still funny, so I'm going to do it. Welcome to Brose. It's time to make the donuts. (laughs) <laughs> my name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose on an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, everybody. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And on an audio feed reporting live from his house, if he knows what's good for him, Tim Hansen. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Tim, how's it feel to finally be home? after what's it been a year and a half of traveling for us i mean i just flew in and boy my arms are tired Uh, how's how's everyone else doing tim you're 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 on pause for a little bit yay wow that's it yeah you blew it you didn't want to realize we're on around the horn (laughs) yeah Yeah, big time mute for you woody page um it's my so, hero. Uh, we're on it, guys. Is it the third the third round? Of, I gotta sit here and straighten you guys out. Um, what's going on, guys? We're on our third uh, third glass of rosé here, um, and uh, things are going pretty well, I would say. Yeah, things are going pretty good, I guess. Yeah, considering yeah. all things considered, I mean, yeah, we're reporting live from our own homes uh, once again. Um, you know, as we, as we will be for the foreseeable future. But uh, but listen, it, it's you know. We're we're lucky. We still get to record these podcasts, and um and and listen, we're, it's nice to hear everybody's voices, even if we don't have the video working because we still don't figure out the video feed just yet. Yeah, maybe we'll try that again next time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I might also forget, and uh, we'll do this at the last minute. And uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold um if you've listened to our show before you know that the premise of the program is to answer questions from you the audience about life the universe and everything um and we do so while enjoying crisp cool sweet life-changing earth-shattering <laughs> members of the supreme court of the united states bottles of rosé um and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show uh you want to email at the brose questions at gmail.com that is brose questions at gmail.com um so before we we get into those questions we like discussing the wines which is uh, well known as uh sean's mom's favorite part of the show <laughs> when we go in depth as the sommeliers that we are uh into the, the flavor profile and the taste and the feel of our rosés sean give your mother what she's looking for talked about talk about your wine um I'm drinking the Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg House Blend. It is a uh, it is Broversation and uh, Paris Valley Road, uh, and mm. it is fine. I have given up using a glass, and now I'm just going straight from the bottle because there's not that much left. 
We are living our best lives. <laughs> Killing it here on the Brose podcast. Just throwing whatever. That's a literal quarantini right there. You just mix two bottles of wine that you just had laying around. You're drinking I, it on a Thursday night. I got to say, damn you, Sean, because I was going to make the Ruth Bader Ginsburg reference and I was drinking when you said it. So I almost had a spit take. Mm-hmm. So you can have the soda mayor. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm drinking uh, JP Asiato, uh, a, a Portuguese rosé. Um, this is the Clarence Thomas of rosés. In fact, <laughs> in that there is uh, not a whole lot to say about it. <laughs> and, and there won't be for the next like 25 years. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very middle of the road. Uh, has not particularly picked up since I started drinking it. Um, and yeah, it's fine. I mean, again, it's eight or nine bucks. You, it's hard to go wrong at that price point, but you, you can also probably do better if you spend like a dollar or two more. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking? I'm drinking bucket list. It's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> My mom's going to love this, this, this version of it. She's going to love this one. It's okay. Yeah, just move it right <laughs> along. Yeah, listen, it's fine. Just shut up. Uh, <laughs> checked it off my list. Uh, Rich, um, <laughs> Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking the um, uh, Buschegger, uh Austrian uh, Rosé. Uh, I was going to say it's the Brett Kavanaugh of wines, but it's actually a really good wine, so I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's good. I really enjoy it. I think it was a little bit more pricey. I think I went a little crazy when I bought it. Mm-hmm. but by that i mean like maybe 15 dollars uh but it's it's good Ooh. i enjoy it um i might move over to josh pino noir if i finish this before we end up recording okay or pino yeah, you also can't have a brett kavanaugh of wine because he's a beer guy he likes beer he likes beer he likes beer. beer beer I, i'm a beer drinker i, I like beer i'm a guy <laughs> and, and what was it boofing boofing right is that what it is yeah boofing okay. yeah beer, beer and yeah, he just boofed it <laughs> you don't boofed it um all right so uh tim you have our next uh, set of questions correct indeed mm. now right. what is our first one of those <laughs> oh you want me Would to you ask like to the read questions to well this is ridiculous read it to us. Yeah, i didn't sign up for this bullshit opinions. this is the time you actually get to open the email what okay yeah. so first question Coming from the one and only Amanda Hastings. Should kidneys right. or body parts be able to be bought and sold? <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm on board with kidneys. Uh, everything else, not so much. I completely agree. I should be allowed to sell any of Tim's organs at any price point, <laughs> as long as it's fair market value. Listen, first you try to offer my money for Troutman to buy Animal Crossing. Now you're offering right. my body points. <laughs> That's right. That's very generous of you to offer all your, your all the money in your wallet as well as all the organs in your body. But listen, man, that's the kind of guy you are. Is, is, is this your view of libertarianism, Matt? I am so confused right now. <laughs> it's liberty. It's free minds and free markets, meaning that I have the free mind to take your lungs, organs, kidneys, and sell them on the free market. I, I thought you were going to oh, okay. say you have the. I thought you were going to say you have the free market to sell his free mind. Oh, that could also work too. I, yeah, the, the my, free, my not free, free will is stuck in my to head. Sell your free mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to be free. It's going to be worth at least forty five dollars. At least. So, oh. should people be allowed to sell uh, organs? Well, uh, are we on, talking about should they be allowed to sell their organs? 
or I mean, other people's presumably, organs? Presumably. Presumably. Like, um, should I be able to be like, I have an extra kidney. Mm-hmm. Here's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> I, See, that's I, where my thought comes in. Kidney, you got two. I'm down with that. Everything else, then you start getting into murky territory. And it's just lung? like, oh, well, only <laughs> you can't. If you're not rich, you don't get transplants because people aren't just going to mm-hmm. give them to you for free. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my thought process is like if you're trying to sell them, if you, if you make the process to sell organs rather than just donate them, then the the people who need them that don't have money aren't going to get them. And then the people mm-hmm. who have the money who need them are going to get them because you're going to incentivize people not donating because they're going to want to make the money off of it. I'd rather donate my kidney to somebody than sell it to somebody else because somebody who's going to buy it's already well off as it is. They they don't really need my kidney, do they? Hopefully, I don't know. And also, <laughs> as as much as I think, uh, let me put it this way: I do th- like if if you want to sell your kidney, sell your kidney. But I just I don't like introducing the concept of like th- this has the I, this has all the makings of people who are particularly like economically disadvantaged in this country you know making themselves health disadvantaged as well yes you don't need two kidneys but like it, it just it, it the optics are weird like just giving somebody the ability to like if they're hard up for cash they can sell their kidney for a couple of bucks so they can pay rent like it's, it just seems gross like but i I, mean, I, I, I don't like it at, at the <laughs> same time it's also like you can go to uh be positive and basically sell, sell your plasma your plasma like where 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 does it stop like, well that you wh- get your plasma, plasma back. regenerate yeah yeah you get you, that back you get your plasma back and you're not selling to a a a you're not selling direct you're selling to a company you're donating quote and they're paying you for it to a company who then is giving it to who needs it but like isn't there an organ that regenerates or that like you don't need all of it if they were to cut it's half of it your liver yeah your mm-hmm. liver so like mm-hmm. Would would you be willing to sell part of your liver so that somebody else could have the other part and and, and be fine? Like, I don't know if I need to sell it. Like, and again, I'm speaking from a privileged position where I, I don't necessarily need to sell my liver. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I I think I would be more willing to donate it and just being like, listen. Let's let's just make this happen. Make this a match with somebody. I just yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think the people who wind up having to sell it are probably, you know, people that there are other ways to help them out rather than just giving them the option to like sell their organs. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I So I think that the free the free market can work. But I think when it comes to healthcare, it's it's kind of like from the jump, a fundamentally broken idea because you shouldn't. I, I genuinely agree with this. This is like yeah. the, the one field where the, the market. You, I'll let you finish your point. You basically, the market can't react fast enough. Exactly. And like you can't – and it isn't like when when the demand is life or death, I don't think supply and demand can really – you can't really encapsulate that because it's like how much are you willing to pay to continue to exist? And the amount is an infinite amount. And I don't think that's fair. So I, I think putting – I like – I think paying paying for healthcare is kind of a crime, but like that's like mm-hmm. a whole nother thing. But like the 
the, the idea that like I th- I think it should always be kept to donations because I think mm-hmm. I like to just you know reiterate what everyone said. It's you're opening a door to a ve- to not only have people who are rich be the only ones who can afford to get organs, but also mm-hmm. you're putting people who are currently disadvantaged in a position where in order to try to you know alleviate some of their economic disadvantage make themselves health disadvantage because like donating uh, even though you have two kidneys donating yeah. one is not without its risks you know there there sure. are there are complications following that and it is you are you will come into difficulties if you only have yeah. one kidney that's you just like one kidney unless the one kidney stops working yeah, <laughs> exactly. then you still need a kidney yeah um so yeah, it's just something that seems gross. Do you guys have any other thoughts on the the, the selling organs thing? Yeah, I, no, just don't, <laughs> don't do it. it. I, no. Don't do it. No, just, don't do it. That's just you, no. And you should be an organ donor. It's my opinion. You should. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. Absolutely, I, I agree. You should be an organ donor. Um, you know, we, we've had this discussion before. Yeah, live uh, your best life. I, though. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if it, you know, if you people want to sell their organs, then. I don't know. As yeah, it just seems icky, icky. <laughs> yeah, icky. Um, okay, next, next question. question? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is a remarkably underrated or surprisingly unpopular musical artist? My vote would be the 1975. Great music, awesome and deep lyrics, super good storytelling, music videos, and passionate live shows. Submitted by Brian Everett. Ooh, I have a really bad pick for this one. Fountains of Wayne. Oh, 100 percent. I that is oh, a yeah, great yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. They're underrated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like they have Stacy's mom and that's what everyone yeah. knows them for. But like their catalog is amazing. Like they are a very good band. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, Adam Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rip. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, so, OK. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very good pick. I did it. Um, yeah. um, I would I would go. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they'd be considered underrated, but uh, the pretty reckless. Mm. Um, I don't really know a lot of people that listen to them, but they have some really good songs, some good lyrics, uh, some just good jams and stuff like that. OK, I like it. I like it. Hmm. How about you, Sean? This is very difficult. I'm trying to think of underrated. Hmm. I'm looking at my. Uh, I will say, uh, uh, Motion City soundtrack is not. They're not underrated, mm-hmm. but I think they're kind of mm-hmm. underrepresented. And for a very like very similarly to the 1975, like they're the music tells a is a very vivid story, and I very much appreciate that. They write really good pop music, and mm-hmm. it's I would. 100% recommend. I saw them on their reunion tour and they were so good. Uh, but most of the soundtrack, maybe not underrated, but definitely underrepresented. So mm-hmm. that's my pick. Okay. My, my niche as far as like guilty pleasure bands is bands of a, that were part of like sort of a fad genre that weren't the most popular band and had a one hit wonder. So like, for example, uh, I was not particularly a big fan of like, Papa Roach or Limp Biscuit, but I love Alien Ant Farm, uh, and uh, and genuinely like their their whole catalog. But they only had the one hit, and it was Smooth Criminal. But the band that I specifically uh, want to bring up that I've been listening to a lot the last couple of weeks that falls into that category is CKY. 
uh cky is really good uh first of all 96 quite better beings is a riff slaps uh but they are phenomenal guitar players and jess margera bam's drummer is is a very good drummer as well um like does a lot of like very proggy kind of things and and uh their 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 sort of niche is um like groove rock with like a four on the floor feel to it and usually a, a super busy guitar riff uh and it's they're really really good the way i would describe it is if you had most of their music beyond beyond nice is quite better beings because they put out Oh boy, they put out an album like three years ago. Uh, uh, <laughs> they, they've put out like five albums since then. And if I were to describe it, it would be like if Queens of the Stone Age were fronted by Rob Zombie. And like just that that sort of like stoner, desert rock, um, heavy on guitar riffs, but with lyrics that are, you know, some like the lyrics that are like very B-movie influenced and sort of fantastical. Like, yeah, I love them. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, would highly recommend them. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Highly Solid. recommend. But but vastly underrated because they're just the jackass band. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. never actually listened to them. It's, I've only ever heard 96 band. Quite Better Beings, but that song is dope. It's, it's so good. It's a, dude, it's such a good riff. Like, <laughs> there's a reason that like three quarters of the song is just them playing that riff is because it fucking bangs. Yeah. I would also um, second Alien Ant Farm as a <laughs> underrated band. They are. Oh, yeah. Their 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 whole discography is very good. Even when it, at the end, when it was just uh, the one guy because everyone else left. Yeah, it was uh, Dryden Mitchell. Yeah, still His still voice great. Is really good. It's it's so it's bizarre, but like it's great. It is great. It's very distinct, and they end up being like almost like a pop rock, mm-hmm. like very very uh, down the middle kind of band, but very good. Um, any other any other super underrated bands or artists that you want to recommend to people? Not that I can think of. Uh, I went through my quick, uh, like, recent thumbs up on Google, and there was a lot of, like, Newfound Glory and Simple Blend. Mm. Um, but I don't really know if they would be considered uh, uh, underrated. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Newfound Glory is a, a particular place as, like, you know, sort of the, like, the, the the band's band, like, of 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 punk pop in that era. Like, they yeah. they, they got some acclaim. Yeah. And Simple Plan was very popular for a while, oh, yeah, but yeah. but I also don't know if they were like critically acclaimed. I think they were one of those like, ah, uh, well, you know, it's Simple Plan. They're kind of like, you know, bubblegum mm-hmm. kind of music. I don't know. Oh, Saves the Day. That would be a good one, too. Oh, oh that's, that's a good, a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, like, if you listen to them, you're like, oh, that's why everything else sounds like that. Mm-hmm. So they're good. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, two, Tim, what's our next ba- question? Oh, I was gonna oh, say sorry, the two bands that are kind of popping back up for me are Hoobastank, which I wouldn't really call them underrated, um, and uh, Sick mm. Puppies, who most people haven't even heard of. So, <laughs> oh, they had that one yeah. song, and then they uh, and then the other song, <laughs> yeah, yes, and then yes. the other song, which I can't remember. One of us is going, them. and the other one is going down. <laughs> yeah, going down's good. Um, th- mm. there's one song on, I think it's their second album, which is more or less about like their perpetuation of child abuse and how like an abused child is more likely to also become an abuser. And it's like, wow, that's a really fucked up song. It is a serious topic. The Hoobastank lead singer is a very distinct voice too. I like, he sounds a lot like the dude from Incubus. They sound very similar. Yeah. Yeah. He does. I could see it. They have like a similar tone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I just like that. it because yeah. it. Uh, my buddy Dave kind of looks like him, and every time like this song comes on, I was like, "Oh, dude, you're on the radio." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ready for the uh, next question? Ready? Yeah, any other final thoughts, or shall we move on? I think we're good. Let's turn right ahead. All right, another one from Amanda Hastings. What app can you not believe someone hasn't made yet? <laughs> um. You know, I don't want to talk about this because then somebody might make it and steal my idea. <laughs> um, I, I actually don't know. Uh, I'd have to think more on this. An app that doesn't exist yet. I honestly don't care enough about apps because that it requires too much uh, investment in technology rather than actually living life. I would like an app where... Like kind of like tabletop simulator where you could play all these virtual board games, but you could like get into games with people who are already playing them. So you're like, mm. you'll have like, you have like, let's say like three people playing Settlers of Catan and you're like, okay, we need one more person. And then you can just be like, all right, I would like to play Settlers of Catan. So then you get joined with a bunch of people who are playing the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for now, like in this moment in time. So matchmaking have... lobby for board games. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can dig it. I don't know if this is an app already. I know it's a website, so I imagine if it's not an app yet that that it will be. But if it is, I, I'm not a problem. I want an app that does a better job of telling me, okay, here are all the things I have in my kitchen. What can I make? Um, mm. Like I, I want something where I can just like there are websites that I've used for that. It's like Super Cook, where you just throw in a bunch of um, bunch of stuff, and usually they're they're not particularly sophisticated, but they give you a good idea of like okay, if you have you know chicken flour and all this other stuff, you can make the following like twenty five dishes. I want a, a sophisticated version of that for my phone, where I can just be like, I'm in my kitchen and just doing a quick scan here. Here's what I have, da, 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 and then it spits out a bunch of recipes uh, that that you can make with whatever you've got laying around. It's very possible that, that exists already, but I don't know about it. So therefore, it basically <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it might as well not exist because you it know, may as well be. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, how about you, I, Rich? Uh, you, you come up with anything? I want an app where you can run around in real life and catch Digimon. God, what a what a, <laughs> what a preposterous <laughs> idea! Reaching your phone, whatever comes like that. Like, like, like. Like, you know, like they're they're mm-hmm. on your phone and you can like a- interact with them, mm-hmm. use them to battle other Digimon. <laughs> like, like, what about like, uh, what about one where you're you, you run around and you're uh, a small child with like supernatural powers uh, that allow you to go to another world like Percy Jackson? Oh, that that would be cool. Something like <laughs> Percy Jackson and like you, you, Olympiads and stuff like that. Yeah, a magical child where, where you travel to, to different worlds and, and be magical, yeah, but in yeah. this other other world, it's something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that would those those would be some pretty good ones. Yeah, all right, good stuff. <laughs> Proprietary information. This is all brose. No one else. No one else can create yeah, this these is, items. Yeah. This is all uh, I all original brose IP. You cannot steal it. Dated yep, and absolutely. copyrighted on uh, April twenty third, twenty twenty. Um, you can't take yep. it now. Spoken into existence. Yep, yep, that's the that's the law. <laughs> that is the I don't way think the law that's works. How that works. <laughs> I I had a classmate who uh uh we were doing a public speaking class together and she she was doing like a uh a how to be 
uh, introductory, um, what's the word, uh, 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 stand-up comedian. And one way to, yeah. quote, copyright your set is to write it down and mail it to yourself. So that this way, mm. it's post-dated. And anytime, if you know that somebody steals one of your jokes, if you mm. have it written down and copyrighted in this letter, once you open it up and show the person, <laughs> it's, it's obvious that you made that joke up. Not, not going to stop Carlos Mencia, let me tell you. <laughs> um. A- any other thoughts or, or, um, or on, no, on there, new apps? There are so many apps that I think yeah. I, it's like it's very much like a Simpsons did a thing where like I'm pretty mm. sure anything we say exists in some form. Yeah. Someone has it. It's just a matter of how yeah. big it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. That's the way I finalize, I finalize that. Okay. It's like, that's the way it goes. <laughs> that's the way the news goes. Yeah, that's going to be my, my new bit is just to end up saying, we go, oh, that's the way it goes. We're just every single, at the end of every question, you just be like, ah, what are you going to do? Anyway, next question. <laughs> no matter what. I dig it. Uh, Tim, what is our next question? Uh, this one is from Matt's mom. Name three things yes. that are on your bucket list. Did she, like did she know what wine I was drinking? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Creeped in. Three things on your bucket list. Hmm. What would I like to do on my bucket list? Uh, it's kind of cheating, but I want to have a kid at some point. I think um, that counts. I would, I would count that. Yeah. I, I, before, I, before I die, I mean, yeah, I would like to have a, a, a child and raise a child. So I'll go with that. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> Top notch. <laughs> Would recommend five out of five on you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and scrounge up two more. Do you guys have any thoughts? Bucket list items? Hmm. I'd like to go back to Holland, see where I was born. Hmm. Good pick. It's a cool pick. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I... Um... I'm uh first one would be just to go to Europe in general, specifically uh England and Italy, like maybe make that one trip. Mm-hmm. And the, the the next one would be to go to Japan. Ah, damn it, that was my second one. You can you can have it as well. Yeah. You know what? We can go to Japan you can't together. Do it now. We're we're doing uh, it. No one else can have kids either. We'll get Trout <laughs> in on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh my third one would be um a headline somewhere. Hmm. As, a, as a musician or the comedian? As as just like it doesn't necessarily have to be me, but like brose headline, oh, uh, okay, a, a thing or like, like, an, an intimate evening with Rich Sweeten. Yeah, <laughs> or, or like podcast, or yeah, maybe comedy or music or whatever. Just headline somewhere hmm. and be okay. Yeah. I'm a fan. I can those dig are, it. Those are that would be my three, really. Hmm. Hmm. I would like to go to the Super Bowl someday. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be mm-hmm. that'd be fun. Even though I have found that football, as much as it's my favorite sport to watch on TV, it's it's one of my least favorites to watch live and in person. Um. Uh, or at least in an NFL stadium, it is, or like one of like the big 
super stadiums for college teams. Um, but I would love to go to the Super Bowl someday. I mean, just to see the, you know, the, the, the spend the week there and do the festivities and everything. So that'll be on my list. Um, and then, so having a child, going to the Super Bowl. Um, uh, what else is on my bucket list? Mm. I'm running um, out of options, ideas. I'd like to make a wine. Okay. Like create mm. one myself. I would like to go back to Europe. I think that would be mm. fun. Maybe go to Italy. And um I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see like so this is like this is kind of a cop out because ideally it's just how life will play out, but I am genuinely excited to see how Jacob and Alice turn out as adults. Mm. Like mm-hmm. watch them grow up. Like that's I'm very stoked on that right now. Like it's okay. there where Jacob was when I met him to where he is now. And the same with Alice, even like she is watching her, like figure out that stuff, like she has an impact on the world. It's crazy guys. It is wild. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I'm, that's, that's, a good, my, that's a good one too. Yeah. I want to be around for all of that stuff. So that's my bucket list is to survive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean you know what that's that's a good bucket list i i like it i dig it thank you <laughs> far too heartwarming so my third bucket list item was going to be to cook and eat the most delicious uh, buffalo chicken wings uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this, that's... Always chasing those buffalo wings my white whale rich it's very funny because that joke is from three weeks ago <laughs> it is and you know what still lands it still lands i mean once you make the world's most delicious buffalo wings then i mean you don't have to worry about chasing them which was the problem before yeah that's you true. can make yeah, them. It, it, you'll All have them and then you get them off the list. That's bucket list <laughs> yeah, number done. three yeah done <laughs> <laughs> um has everyone given three uh, no, I only did one, and then I called the in Japan. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Visit Japan a second and a third time. <laughs> yep. All right, done. <laughs> Tim's going. Well, no, no, it, well, no. Tim's going to Japan twice and going to the Netherlands once. See, so uh, a lot of international travel coming up for Mister Hansen. I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This guy getting drafted is in Mount Laurel right now. That's great. Woo. Uh, the guy, the, the, a guy getting drafted by the Vikings who's uh, coming in live from Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Pretty Matt, great. Did you, did you see that the Eagles got another receiver? Uh, well, a, a receiver uh, should be the choice because they just they don't have anybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they receiver. took Jalen Rieger, um, yeah. who's fast as hell. And I'm happy that they took him, uh, and they took him way too early. Uh, <laughs> might be, they, they could have gotten him tomorrow uh, during the second round, but they decided to take him now. So, yeah. Hey, they got fast guy. Uh, considering every receiver they had left on the team was slow as shit last year. Fine. <laughs> sure. Um, was my that's, first pick, but it wasn't my last. <laughs> that's, um, that's just how it is. is it, just you, know it is. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to so, do? So and for the next, the next question, question. <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles <laughs> from that's Amanda Hastings. What's the opposite of a koala? I'm going to go with an aloke, which I don't know what that is, but that's koala backwards. Oh, I get it. Oh, I see what I you get did it. there. Ha, ha, ha. 
So <laughs> koala uh, is a koalas are generally pretty small, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 they're they're adorable and they eat eucalyptus. Um, but from my understanding, I, I've I've I have this in my head that koalas are actually assholes. Vicious. Is this is yeah. this true? Yeah, they're they're That's they're vicious. So presumably the opposite of a koala would be a large, terrifying looking creature with no um, hair. That that <laughs> with no hair that is nonetheless like gentle. So um how about an elephant? Oh human. Hmm. Oh, stop it. No. <laughs> We're big, I, I, terrifying I, looking, but can actually be sweet sometimes. Yeah, look sometimes. at me. Look at me. <laughs> no, Rich, you have too much I hair. You, I want you to remember that image the next time you see like 50,000 people on Daytona Beach during this lockdown. <laughs> You're like, oh, see, look, they're adorable. <laughs> look, natural selection uh, came back. I, oh. <laughs> Uh, so Tim's going with the what was an Olac? <laughs> uh, whatever the opposite of koala is. No, I'm going uh, with people. People, people, the opposite of koalas. Humans are the uh, opposite of with, koalas. I will go with elephants. Uh, Rich, what is the opposite of a koala? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm googling koala to find out that they are marsupials. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess they're generally from Australia. So, uh, I'm mm. going to say, um, a possum because it is the only marsupial in the United States and like the opposite <laughs> part of the world. So there we go. So if you possum. have a, a, a koala who just digs a hole and keeps digging too far the way you did when you were a kid, he just comes out the other side and he's a possum. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's how that, that's how that works. Right. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but, okay. Yeah. Uh, who am I to say otherwise? Uh, <laughs> Sean, wh- wh- what is the opposite of a koala? So the opposite of a koala is a naked mole rat. No hair. <laughs> lives underground instead of yeah. in trees. Also friendly to Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. So, <laughs> yeah. I thought about the naked mole rat, but I was like, no. The koala is small. This thing needs to be huge. Okay. So, yeah. so the opposite a, way. a giant yeah. naked mole rat. <laughs> a gigantic... <laughs> Naked mole rat, <laughs> mutant naked mole rat. Um, any other thoughts on <laughs> the opposite of a koala? Is I think that I think we we nailed it. We've we, we, we honestly did. It. Listen, our our answers were all over the board, but really, I mean, what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> what about what about the listener? What do the listeners think? Is the opposite the, uh, of a koala of a koala is what the opposite of koala? Um. Yeah, if listeners have an opinion on what the opposite of a koala <laughs> is, uh, you want to send it in. Uh, reply to us on Twitter uh, at the hashtag at the hashtag at our handle. It's late uh, at Rose <laughs> underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, hit us up when when this episode drops and let us know what you think the opposite of a koala is. Um, we'll gladly accept your responses unless they're wrong. Um, Tim, what is our next question? Uh, from Emily Cooper. How do you think we recover as a society after this? Oh, man. Oh, the boy. same way we did 100 years ago. After the, what, the other flu? Yeah, with the Spanish flu. The incorrectly named Spanish flu, yes. Truly. Which also had a, like, let's get back out there. And then there was a second wave, which had a fuck ton of fatalities. But no one talks about that. Oh, yeah, that was Philly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Philly and Baltimore. We had a goddamn parade. 
We did it. <laughs> we had a parade. We were like, yay, we did it. We had a parade, even though everyone told us not to. And then. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone's dying. Oh, no. Um, I think we're going to wind up around 80 to 85% of the way back to normal. I'll say 85% of the way back to normal life. I think anytime there's a catastrophic event, even in the same stratosphere as a pandemic like this, you come back and there's some substantial change either in terms of the way people interact on a day-to-day basis. I I don't think we're going to go as far as, you know, like uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is like, oh, we should, you know, handshakes are never going to come back. I I think that's crazy. People are going to go back to shaking hands at some point. Um, But uh, I do think that'll go away for a while. And I do think the way people interact with each other will be a little more testy for a couple of years. I think, unfortunately, there's going to be some scaling back of civil liberties in some way, because uh, that tends to be what happens when there's a disaster. People tend to, you know, sometimes justifiably, sometimes not, uh, seed uh, so, some some form of liberties. We saw it in nine, at 9-11 with the Patriot Act, you know, very different events, but I, it, that tends to be what happens during emergencies is like something that we took for granted that we got to be, that we had the freedom to do on a day-to-day basis, um, get scale back because people are more interested in safety. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, we're still going to have, you know, big events. People are not going to stop going to concerts or uh, sporting events or seeing family or friends or anything like that. But I think at big public gatherings uh, and stores for the next uh, couple of years, really, you might see like, you know, people testing temperature at the door or, or, or something like that, just to make sure that people are healthy before they go in um, just yeah. as an abundance of caution. Yeah. I think you're going to see um, like, it, this is something that's very common in like, china japan and 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 most asian or i guess east asian uh countries where like they're generally wearing the face mask i think you're going to see that more often all around the world especially in the united states um i know for myself i'm gonna especially with interviewing going to be asking the questions of what are your emergency response um protocols when it comes to things such as this uh because that th- mm. that's important to know um and i will impart that on if i have children on my children as well like always make sure that there is an emergency response protocol for things like this because uh, it might not happen often but it is something that could potentially always happen um but yeah i agree with you matt that like 85 percent is just gonna go back to normal it's just that other like 15 percent that it's like who really knows yeah, whether it's like additional tracking of some sort, like I don't think we're going to get to a point where we're like China and we're, you know, we've got an app with a QR code that tells people, I don't think we're going to wind up at a point where we've got an app with a QR code that tells people like, hey, I already had COVID and I'm healthy, but I, it wouldn't shock me if there was some additional like, you know, reporting to the federal government or your state government um, that just, you know, starts as a emergency response to this and ends up becoming normal. You know, I, I, can't wrap my head around on exactly what that is at 11 18 at night here on thursday uh, <laughs> yeah. but i i have a feeling that that's that, that tends to be the way things happen when there are big ca- catastrophes like this so um sean what do you what do you think well i think you're gonna have we're gonna come out of this with basically a a huge swath of the population having this kind of relatively i hope mild ptsd about interacting with other people while they're outside 
And just even because even after it's gone, you're still going to have that lingering like, oh, I need to be so far away from them. Like if they are like basically the entire world is going to know what it's like to live with anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like real anxiety where you're like hyper aware of everyone who's around you and what everyone else is doing because you're so aware of how you're interacting with them and they're interacting with you. It just I think from a mental health standpoint, it's going to be f- fucking gangbusters for uh, psychiatrists and psychologists right hmm. after after this is done, because I think it's just a lot for people to work through. I just think it's it's a it's a situation that no one pretty much no one who's alive has dealt with before, you know, having to be so aware of everyone else and also being forced to be alone for a long time, especially people who don't have you know, like Richie even has roommates who, so there are people in his house, but there are people who are just alone right now. And I can't imagine what that's like, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think, I I think you're right that for them, I think we're, I I would say maybe slightly less than 80, 85% back Mm -hmm. to things as usual, but it's mostly going to be just how it was because I think, if it's more than that, people are going to be frustrated that it's so the same. You know, you can't go through something like this. It were you if you were to go through something like this, and then it was come you come out and everything is as it was. I think that's very unsatisfying. Like that's not satisfying. People are going to wonder, so, like, well, what did we, did we learn yeah, anything from this? Exactly. So I think there's okay. going to be more change than you said, but it, not not significantly more. I don't think it's going to be like a whole new world. I think it's going to be just an uncomfortable world. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be one of those things that like seems very uncomfortable for like the first couple of years. And then, you know, much like all, you know, any other major shift in our, our way of life, it just becomes, you know, the day to day. Yeah. And, exactly. and we sort of get used to the new normal as it, as it were. I, I, um, I really, I really hope to see a lot more respect for those that work in the service industry after this, because mm-hmm. of what they now have to deal with and only make, what is it? Ten dollars an hour right now? Uh, maybe I honestly mm-hmm. I don't know. I know yeah, a yeah. couple of stores have bumped up their pay. Like Wegman's bumped up another two dollars uh, an hour. But yeah, the, the the point is made. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that that would be that would be very nice. I think people are are getting that appreciation because it's the only place they're allowed to go. So it's like, well, yeah, geez, thanks for being open. I think the economy is going to take a little bit to recover just because. You know, even with all the 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 loans and the the government stimulus and everything like that, there are going to be a lot of businesses that simply you know were around a month ago that aren't going to be around when everybody comes back. Uh, yeah, you know, so that's that's going to be unfortunate. The, um, the the comic book industry right now is in complete and utter turmoil because they can't get their stuff out. So who knows yeah. what's going to happen with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's industries you don't think about, like when, when you say yeah. you're shutting down all non-essential industries, you know, whether it's, you know, the entertainment industry, the the comic book industry, um, you know, there's there's even, for on the most part, we haven't had problems with, with our food supply or anything like that, but uh, at least over the next couple of months, there are a lot of industries that supply, you know, grocery stores or supply food distribution companies that are considered non-essential businesses, and they're shutting down, uh, and so it's making, you know, it's not it's not ruining the food uh, supply chain at this point, but it's making things a little bit trickier. So uh, over the next couple of months, you know, there's going to be some, some like societal terraforming almost. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of scary, you know, to say nothing of the, the actual 
illness and the actual disease. Um, there's going to be some shifting. It's, it's going to, it's, we're not going to come out of this the same country that we were at the beginning. Um, it's just a matter of exactly how much that is. Yeah. What about you, Tim? What do you think? Uh, pretty much everything you guys said. I don't think it's going to go back to hundred percent. I mean, it depends on your definition of normal. Like nothing is ever normal exactly the way it was after any event. So that doesn't mean that we're less. I don't know. I don't know how to fucking word it at this point. I'm just tired. But um, <laughs> if anything, I think it's just going to. So far, the result I'm already seeing is an even deeper political divide between the left and the right. And just a raising of the stakes of what our values are. And it's like, I want to be able to spend my money to go get a haircut. And it's like, so you don't care if people die as long as you get a haircut. Like, mm. the, 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 yeah. and I, I hate, I hate doing things that it's like, well, clearly it's the Democrats versus the Republicans, but at almost every single rally that I've seen or protest that I've seen, it is. 90% red hats and 90% I'm carrying a rifle. Why? Because when we protest, we're threatening you, not a peaceful protest. And it's just mm-hmm. like, this is, this is horseshit. It's my body. I can do what I want. Cool. What's your take on abortion? I don't care if it's your body. You can't do what you want. It is literally the opposite. And it's, it's, it's just, it's all shitty. So I think there's yeah. just going to have a deeper political divide and already a very divided country possible mm-hmm. i i think there, there is some room for people like the, the people who are protesting that are getting the headlines are the are the maniacs who are going out there being like i want to go to a, you know the hair salon and i want to carry my gun while i do it and all that stuff like the, the, the stereotypical republicans i do think there is room for people who are economically anxious um i don't think they're the vocal protesters but i i think that there is a a group of people that you know live through the crash after 9 11 live through the crash after 08 09 who, you know, who are like, geez, you're telling us not to go out and work again. If those people who are at a very specific, I'm going to lose my job and I'm going to lose my company, if they were the people that were out protesting and getting the headlines, quote unquote, um, I think there would be a different message. But as it stands, the people who are getting the headlines are, you know, the people who are like, I want to go get a haircut and bring my rifle doing it. Mm-hmm. I, so, I, I think I, it I, is I, very I, important to note that there are there are legitimate concerns with us being home. Like people who have legitimate concerns, like small business owners who are like, I'm losing my livelihood because we can't go out. I think, I I think it's important to note them because they're, but, but it is like, because I feel that way too, where I'm like, you know, fuck all these people. And I have that moment of like, you look at those protests and you're like, fuck every single one of them. But I'm like, I have to imagine that some Mm -hmm. of those people are just people who own like, I don't know, like a, like a, corner store and they're like i can be open if you let me like i can follow social distancing guidelines and be open even though i'm not essential quote unquote like i can i but i need this and like that there is there has to be room for that but for the most part then the ones that are you know grabbing the attention are the people who are just old people who are like i want to be able to go out it's like okay good heck it's the football yeah. team thing. It's because, uh, listen, all the, the most of the infections are on the coast. Most of them are in generally blue states. And so I would not be shocked if a bunch of them genuinely thought this is not my problem. You shouldn't be closing Nebraska down uh, because it's just New York's problem. It's, you know, the New York liberal coastal elite, lamestream media, you know, insert your, you know, 
word salad of choice. Um, so, yeah. Mm. So anyway, uh, things will be weird <laughs> at the end of this, but you know, hopefully cross your fingers. It'll be, you know, as much as we're able to go to back to normal life, we will. But uh, listen, what, 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 what can you say? Um, <laughs> That's just that how note, it is. <laughs> listen, what are you going to do? You guys ready for uh, our last question? question? Yeah, let's get it on. Is, right. is this is this is this the the final question? Final question. <laughs> hmm. uh, so submitted by Brian Everett. What's your favorite old timey word that still totally makes modern sense sometimes? Words like cattywampus, or perhaps phrases like "ass over tin cups." I have so many of these. <laughs> Ass over tin cups. That that's the quote here. I have never heard of this one. Oh, hold on a minute. Ass over tin cups. I like want to Google it, but at the same time, I'm not sure that's safe. To fall ass in a very serious but funny way. Ass over tin cups or ass over tea cup. No, I had never heard of this before. I've never heard of any of these versions of this thing. I have a few of these. Uh I enjoy uh the, the phrases uh Malfeasance, skullduggery, chicanery. Ooh, uh, chicanery is my favorite one that you use. Yeah, I love chicanery. It's a great word. Mm-hmm. Um, I like malarkey. Shout out to to Democratic presidential presidential nominee Joe Biden. Mm. Mm-hmm. What about I you use, guys? Uh, any, Tom any Fullery and mal- malarkey a lot. Yeah, Tom Fullery is a great one. Yeah, uh, um, I use um, from the seventies, like dig, like you dig. I dig it. Um, <laughs> I like it. I, I, um, I, I, I also use uh, bonkers. Like I even said that to an email to my supervisor before I got laid off. I was like, the way upper. I said laying the way off would be bonkers. <laughs> no, no. I said the way upper management is handling this is absolutely bonkers to me. Like <laughs> so I, I use, I use bonkers. Um, mm-hmm. what else? You dig bonkers. Um, um, uh, jabroni. I love jabroni. Eh, jabroni is a good one. Um, and it works I mean, today. You can still, yeah. listen, you call somebody a jabroni. It's like, nobody's going like, why? Thank you. Jabroni. Like, and nobody <laughs> is any confused about what you're going for with jabroni. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those, those are really all I can think of at the moment. I love, uh, shenanigans. Uh, so calling out people on their shenanigans, and I like mm-hmm. calling uh, Jacob a rapscallion. I think that's very funny. Oh, rapscallion is a great one. I can dig it. This is a great collection right here. <laughs> I, I used bonkers a couple weeks ago at work, and my supervisor is uh, originally from Brazil, so clearly mm-hmm. English is not her second, la- uh, not her first language. And she mm-hmm. just like looked at me, very, very confused. And I was like, "What?" Because mm-hmm. I didn't realize I said bonkers. I just <laughs> knew what I was going on about. And she's like, "Yeah, what does that mean?" I was like, "What? Do you, what, what does what mean?" I was like, "You know, <laughs> circus, ridiculous, bonkers." And she's like, "That's not a word." I'm like, "It's definitely a word." <laughs> I promise you. I got another one. Uh, cockamamie. Cockamamies, I love cockamamie. Poppycock is a great one. (laughs) It's great when someone's not listening and all they hear is the end of it, and they're like, "What?" (laughs) Poppycock. Excuse me, pardon me. Um, any any others? Uh, there's so many good ones. Yeah, favorite question so far. Uh, none none that I can think of at the moment. Um, 
but I absolutely dig this question. <laughs> and and uh, I, it, I need to think about, about it more. Well, I, I like to say Jesus uh, Crow. That was something I read in, I think, October Jesus Sky or something, that people in like the 50s would be like, Jesus Crow. And I was, I thought that was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> and so I say it, it, it like it was one of those things that like snuck its way into my everyday. Yeah. So is it Jeebus Christmas? Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's old or if that's just stupid, but it's <laughs> it's certainly something that I've used. But uh, but listen, what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> sticking with it, committing to this. Um, any other final bit. thoughts on? Uh, <laughs> it's a good, strong bit. Uh, strong any other final thoughts on on the old? Old timey words. Uh, no, they're, no, they're good. I love them. I, yeah. I would, I would, I would request that listeners send in some old their old timey favorites because I love to, I love to hear it. Yes, yeah. send, I, send I want us, a long list. Send us old timey favorites, and when we don't have a take, we'll read through them and talk about them. <laughs> Just spend ten minutes reading the funny words. <laughs> oh, did you guys see? Do you guys know about the the annual name of the year tournament? No. no. Oh my God. Uh, we, we, if we don't, we don't have to do this now. It's going to take way too long. But uh, but there, there's a there's a I cannot remember the name of the guy who does it. But they come up with the name of the year bracket, like a March Madness style bracket every year. Um, Deadspin used to run it all the time, and they would run a podcast where they just do break down the whole bracket, and they couldn't get through the whole thing without laughing. So just a preview of a few of the um, a few of the uh, the the primary contenders for this year's name of the year bracket we have um beanbag america going up against Cuntley wolfswinkel um <laughs> uh we have oh boy the, the 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 resolution isn't phenomenal on these um but we had like you know previous year's winners were like kobe buffalo meat pope thrower <laughs> uh we have billy jack blizzard this year going against uh seahorn attaway um uh, it's such a good <laughs> such a great uh, bracket so it's a uh, it's uh, the name of the year bracket um and uh, if you look at uh, the website unnamed temporary sports blog they have a whole uh blog post about it but uh highly <laughs> recommended if you're looking for something uh whimsical whimsy um those are all the questions right tim yes sir that's it anybody got a take or a closing thought uh, no, I just want everyone to stay safe, mm-hmm. stay inside. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the hex out of you. That's what yes. we appreciate about you, that you're yeah. listening to the show. That's what yeah, we please appreciate keep- about you. <laughs> please keep interacting with us. Uh, please keep us uh, please pumping out questions. We really appreciate Amanda and Brian and uh, and my mother and everybody else who submitted questions uh, for this set of episodes. Uh, r- really, the recording the show every couple of weeks with the, the lot of you guys is is truly truly one of the highlights of uh, other uh, of, a, of a, a period that's not uh, doesn't have a, a lot of highlights so yeah. i appreciate yeah. it greatly yeah it's great um now sean if people wanted to find uh more of your takes heartwarming stories or old-timey words on twitter where can they find you at hey it's sob how about you tim at tim r hansen and how about you rich at B underscore Walnuts. You can follow me on Twitter at MKasnell. That's M K A S Z N E 
L. The podcast uh, can be found on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at Brose podcast. Um, you can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, among uh, many other podcasting platforms. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, just email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That is brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Uh, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-renowned logo, uh, her work can be be found at Shannon Vocal Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert, and his music is available at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, talk to us about your other podcast. Uh, yes, check out uh, PodQuest. It is a weekly nerd roundtable where we uh, talk about any sort of news and the stuff we did that week. Um, this week, I really don't know because it's about two and a half weeks out, uh, so I don't really know what to promo. But uh, yeah, check us out. I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. It's a sports podcast focused on the state of Pennsylvania with my good friend, Eddie Provident. Um, episodes usually come out once every two to three weeks. Um, not a lot of sports going on right now, but we do have <laughs> the NFL draft. Um, and uh, and we are also going through our favorite players from every team in every sport of all time. Uh, so really, you know, small potatoes. Um, but that's <laughs> that's all we got, guys. We did it. Another round of episode in the Holy guacamole. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, and the entire Action Moose team. (laughs) I could keep going. I'm sorry. My name is Matt Casmel saying Yeah, but really, what are you going to do? Be smart about being stupid, everyone. Bye. Bye.